Hey, we have an amazing event coming up, the Expert Advantage Workshop Series, where every day for a week, starting on Monday, May 20th, it's myself and another expert coming on to present to you about various kinds of things to help you with your brand and your business. Our brand new experts and residents in pro are gonna be there to co-host these workshops with me, and you're not gonna wanna miss it. You'll have a chance to ask all of them questions, and it's completely free to join. All you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. On Monday, May 20th, Amy Nelson's gonna come on, and we're gonna talk social media, but specifically how to drive revenue and connect with important stakeholders that matter to you in your business using social media. The next day, we have Noshin Chen, and she's gonna lead a presentation about how to become a better communicator, how to increase those skills faster, because that's gonna help you not just connect with new people, new clients, but also get your idea across better. Ton of takeaways in that presentation. And all you have to do to sign up and join and get all the links that you need is smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Again, one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Join us on our Expert Advantage workshop series. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. What's up, everybody? Pathlet here, and welcome to episode 1269 of Ask Pat 2.0. Today, we're going to catch up with somebody who's been on the show a couple times before. And the last time he was on the show, he was going through some tough times because it was during the pandemic. The pandemic, I don't know why I said it like that. The pandemic, right, in 2020. And his business was affected greatly. His business was a travel-related business. In fact, he had to cancel a whole bunch of trips, and the YouTube channel that he has uh, definitely got hit because nobody was able to travel at that time. So we're going to get an update from Jim over at Spanish and Go. He and his wife both help people with their Spanish online. It's a really amazing YouTube channel. You should definitely check it out. An, an amazing brand again, SpanishAndGo.com, and we'll see if they were able to start traveling again and bringing some of their subscribers along, which is excursion and a, a experience that they once offered that they had to put a hold on. So let's see, how did things go since the last time they were on the show? Here he is, Jim from SpanishAndGo.com. Jim, welcome back to Ask Pat. Thanks for hanging out with me again today. Thanks for having me, Pat. You know, I'm excited because I know that your business in particular was very, very much affected during the pandemic. I mean, you used to travel and then you didn't. And so I'm very curious to see how things, as things have begun to open up again, how, how things have progressed. But can you remember and go back to the last time we chatted, like what were the big challenges that were happening in the business? And also just remind people what the business is. For sure. Well, yeah, we run Spanish and Go. It's a business designed to help people connect to the culture, traditions, and language of Spanish-speaking countries. And my wife and I were on a mission to visit every Spanish-speaking country. She's from Colima, Mexico, and I'm from Minnesota. And we've been on this mission since 2016 to help people out, connecting them to Spanish-speaking countries. And we had all of these plans and the pandemic happened. And our first conversation, you know, we had canceled a number of our Spanish immersion retreats. The YouTube income took a huge dive, which was a huge part of our business. And we were kind of stuck. So we reached out to you and you were able to, to give us some tips. And it's been a big 180 since then. We had started the podcast about seven months prior to speaking with you the first time, I think. And we had somewhere around 60K downloads. And we had 
a little less than a hundred members in our membership. And we're trying to find a way to boost those numbers so that we didn't have to rely on YouTube income as much and not have to worry about having canceled all of those Spanish immersion retreats. Yeah, I remember we did some really hardcore planning because that was that was tough. I know the YouTube ads across the board, across all travel things just took a huge hit. And hopefully that's coming back. But tell me about the podcast and perhaps what that did for you and, and how has the membership been going since you uh, started focusing on that? Yeah, so we started Spanish and Go mainly with the YouTube channel. But around the time of the pandemic, we started the podcast and we've been able to to grow that big time. So it's a weekly podcast where it's all in Spanish to help more of our intermediate learners, maybe late beginner, early intermediate Spanish learners. It's ideal for them because they can listen to real Spanish conversations. And I think I mentioned we're somewhere around 60K downloads when we spoke to you the first time. And we're just about to cross 900,000 downloads. What? And I think we'll, we'll hit a million in the next couple of months. That's incredible. Congratulations to you, to you both. That is Thanks. awesome. Not a lot of podcasts can say they're, they're at a million or close to a million. So that's, that's wonderful. How did the podcast grow or did you do anything to spur on that growth or, or did it kind of just take a life of its own? It's been mostly organic. You know, we share clips of the podcast on social media, on our Facebook page and on Instagram, but we don't put a lot of effort into those platforms. So I think it's mainly been word of mouth and collaborating with other podcasts. You know, we would be guests on other podcasts and have them on our show as well. And that's worked out really well. That's amazing. Well, congrats on that. That's awesome. How has the membership been affected as a result of the podcast growth or what is now like what new opportunities or what has happened now that the podcast is doing so well. Sure. Well, yeah, like I said, we had a little less than 100 members the first time we talked to you, and now we're reaching 200 members. So nice. we've doubled in growth there, and we've been adding new features to the podcast membership and trying to find new ways to to engage with our audience through the membership area. That's great. And tell me, like, what is all entailed in the membership and, and what is the, the price point for that? Yeah, so we have several tiers we have a just the transcripts tier, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's the transcripts for every single episode we have that helps people make sure they're not missing anything from the episodes. Because when you're learning a new language, sometimes seven words might sound like one because people are speaking quickly, for example. Right, right. <laughs> so that really helps students. And that is $7.97 a month. And the full membership is everything that's in just the transcripts. Plus, we have basically an exclusive podcast for the full membership members, where we explain in English everything from each podcast episode in Spanish. So for example, we'll give an overview of what the episode was about in English, and we'll cover around 15 of the most important words and phrases from each episode. And that helps people contextualize how to use these different words and phrases and help them remember it a little bit better because there we give more examples of how to, how that works. And then we have a quiz for every episode and we also have access to um, monthly Q&A and games. So that's live with my and myself and we have a Facebook group. Now the Facebook group isn't super active. I don't know if you've had experience with this. We've been considering maybe switching to a dedicated platform, something like Mighty Networks, or I, I know there's another that you, circles the one we use. Circle, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wonder if maybe just people, fewer people are on Facebook and <laughs> maybe just not engaging the way they used to. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely the case. I know, for example, personally, I've not done anything with Facebook lately. I haven't logged on because it was just, it just became a toxic place, um, you know, for, for a while, especially around the 2020 period. And so a lot of people are looking elsewhere. There's a lot of LinkedIn groups that are being formed and converting from Facebook, but there's also, like you said, a lot of private groups. And I think it's getting more and more common to see people be open to the idea of like having access to a community outside of a social media platform. And and I think the reasons are clear, but before it was kind of harder to manage that. Now it's a little bit easier. So both Mighty Networks and, and Circle are great and definitely explore both uh, before making a decision. But I think that could that could work out pretty well. How much is the the top tier situation with the brand and the membership? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention with the full membership, it's seventeen ninety seven right now, and we also have a plus membership where people have access to small group conversation classes every week, and that's with our assistant teacher. Nice. That's great. So a nice, you know, small steady income, reliable, recurring revenue coming into the business through that means, which is really great. And is the podcast itself generating any revenue? I mean, at that size, you could potentially have sponsors and things like that on on there. Have you explored that yet? Yeah, we have. We've been exploring that more lately. The tricky part is tracking conversions. Maybe you Definitely could a tricky part, give yeah. some insight with that because people don't tend to click on links in a podcast episode description as much as they do on YouTube, right? Like we can definitely see a night and day difference between recommending something on YouTube and then people actually do use our links and then recommending something on the podcast where I think our audience is actually more dedicated, but I think they're also more likely to just say, oh, what did they say? Oh, I'm going to check that out later on my own time. And, and they just look it up. That's exactly the case. I mean, that you're experiencing what all of us podcasters are experiencing with just tracking conversions, whether it's for a sponsor or even for your own stuff can be very difficult. And comparative to YouTube, it's like far less. But like you said, these are these are your super loyal fans. These are the people who will definitely take recommendations, but not in the same kind of way. It's not a click. It's sometimes uh, now they know about it and they might come back later or they might tell their friends now about it. You know, th- those kinds of things are not trackable. So, uh, or, or definitely at least harder. So the the relationship with the sponsor typically is a little bit different or, or you have to at least set those expectations that it's more of a brand awareness play Although there are things that can be tracked like coupon codes specifically, but again, it's going to be always be far less, but it could be more valuable, right? It's it's a longer term, better customer, if you will, for lack of a better term coming through versus like on, on a YouTube where a person might try the trial and then never come back kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you're experiencing all the same things. Aside from that, we've been using Buzzsprout. Actually, we started the podcast on Buzzsprout per your recommendation. And they've been great. I've been really impressed by how they've been updating their features and allowing you to include mid-roll ads from other podcasts. And we've utilized that feature and and done fairly well with that. It's been kind of a bonus paycheck every month. And with the sponsorships, we still have people who are interested. I just kind of highlighted the, the negative side of having sponsors on uh, the podcast is just that. I I feel like we don't get as many people coming back because maybe they were using us to kind of experiment with placement on a podcast. And then they're kind of like, uh, we're having a harder time measuring this than the ways that they're traditionally used to. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's hard because then there's more turnover and you have to find another person to fill in that spot or something or another company. But 
sometimes you can potentially negotiate with some companies much longer terms. Like, hey, you get you get the whole six month or quarter period and we'll charge you less for it. And that way there's less turnover and you don't have to worry as much. But yeah, the tracking is definitely a, a part of it. I'm curious how the YouTube channel has progressed since the last time we, ch- we chatted. I'm sure the views are back up, but are they are they back to where they were and and how's the the revenue coming in yeah the last time we spoke we talked about having trouble staying consistent on the podcast now we spend a lot more time on every video than we do on the podcast episodes and we're still struggling with that the first time i talked to you the channel was at about 111,000 subscribers and now we're at 161,000 nice but, but we haven't done a lot of uploading in that time and Back then, we were at 6 million views on the channel, and now we're over 10 million. So there's been people watching the channel. A lot of our evergreen content has continued to do well. Almost this entire year, where we haven't posted hardly at all. I see that, yeah. 11 months ago was your last video. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. It hurts to hear that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. We're, tra- we're trying to find ways. But the revenue's still going up. Views are still going up, right? Yes. So people continue to watch. And revenue has stayed surprisingly consistent. It hasn't been only until maybe just the last month or two where we started to see it decline a little bit. So we really want to get back on there. Now, the biggest challenge I think we're facing is finding ways to stay consistent on YouTube. And I think we just need to find ways to delegate better. I don't know if you have some insight there. Yeah, I mean, delegation for sure, especially if you have team helping you with with things and sometimes having a team like waiting on you for things is going to hold you accountable to you know creating and and whatnot and then of course just setting setting time aside to to do that you know for creation on my end having specific days of the week dedicated to a particular platform has been really helpful and that works for me it doesn't work for everybody but again just intentional creation versus oh yeah we have a youtube channel but I'll, i'll get to it when i get to it it never gets gotten to right right so you kind of have to like if, if you do want that as a goal, like let's set yourself up for success in 2023 for that. And let's, let's carve out some time for it. Let's maybe not say we're going to come out with a video every day, right? Like you still want it to be attainable, but you also want it to be something that would like, you also want to know, or can perhaps even envision when you create maybe like a video every other week, let's just say like 26 new videos over time. I mean, those videos are going to continue to seed new revenue and seed more views and and like thinking about the why behind it not just oh well, i have a youtube channel i have to post but like what is that ultimately going to do you can begin to prioritize it over perhaps other more not super meaningless but like other kinds of tasks that you might actually putting be putting in into its place so yeah it's more of a mindset thing more than anything you know and you know that sure yeah i hear you there we've been focusing so much more on the podcast and our Spanish immersion retreats. That's the, been the one thing that's done really well for us. I think just looking at the YouTube channel, you'd think maybe we're done for, like we're giving up or something. But on the contrary, the first time I talked to you, we we're hoping that 2020 was going to be a six-figure year for us. But then the pandemic hit. This year, we've been able to get back to doing retreats the way we always wanted to. And we were able to actually reach six figures this year. So it's oh, been amazing. a huge Congratulations. One, 180. Thank you. Yeah. And we plan to do more next year. So it's just figuring out how to get and keep some sort of schedule on YouTube and with the podcast. So that's definitely been kind of in the backseat. And again, even if it's once a month, 
you know, Mark Rober and, and certain people like Mr. Beast, like they only create one video a month, but people look for it. And, and it's, I know it's a different audience, but just having that still happen is, is, is key. And I think there, that YouTube's going to continue to grow and expand and, and give you even more opportunities. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that the traveling is happening again, at least in Spanish speaking countries, there's not no crazy sort of like things that make it more difficult. Like how is travel to, you know, South America and, and other places right now? It's been good. Every country is a bit different. When we went to Nicaragua, they had, well, the surrounding countries had just announced that they weren't requiring, I don't think any testing anymore to get into the country, but Nicaragua was, and they wanted a PCR test. And actually that test had to first be approved by someone from the government of Nicaragua. And then the government would then issue their approval to the airline before we could actually get on the airplane. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> you have to be really careful because every country is a little bit different and that can, that can trip you up if you're not ready for it. But for the most part, you know, Mexico is mostly back to normal. There are a few places still that you need to wear a mask to go inside. Ecuador was very much the same. So it really depends on the country. Just have to do some research. Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, it's good that you're out again. How often are you doing these trips? Well, we did five this year and we try to schedule them for the spring, fall and winter because summer is the rainy season in Mexico. So it's really hard to schedule a trip where the chances are it's going to be raining at least half the week, if not more. So Interesting. that's when we schedule these things for. But also that's when most people travel, especially, you know, like the December to March, April months. So we already announced four for next year and we're going to be announcing four more and we sold out uh, the first half of the year. And so we're looking forward to announcing these new opportunities. I'm so happy to hear that there was a, a 180 since the last time we chatted. I know it was difficult and I knew that if you just kept going, you know, and, and, and found some means of providing value on some platform and you chose podcasting and it's doing very well, you would come out of this and come out even better. So congratulations to you and your wife on that. And and just, I'm so excited to catch up with you and in in, uh, like even down the road to see uh, where it goes from here. So well done. Yeah, thank you. For those who are interested in, you know, what you're teaching and the podcast and perhaps even the trips, where should they go? Spanishandgo.com. That's where you can find out about the trips and our blog. And we're at Spanish and Go everywhere on social media. Amazing. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for everything, Pat. Your advice has really helped us out and really appreciate the support. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and catch up with Jim. You can find him and his wife, May, over at SpanishAndGo.com and obviously check out the YouTube channel for all their good stuff and, and you know their podcast. And it's just so cool to hear how they've bounced back and bounced back even stronger. So well done, Jim. Well done, May. And uh, looking forward to seeing how things progress over time. And I know, Jim, you've been a big follower and fan of SPI for a very long time, have taken a lot of our teachings and implemented them. And I just think it's so inspirational. So keep going and keep going to SpanishAndGo.com. And again, for you listeners who are out there right now listening to this, if you want to join us in our community, it's a very active space for you to connect with other people like you who are either just starting out on your journey or maybe you have had a brand for a while and you want to connect on a higher level and have these deeper conversations about business that you can't have anywhere else, join our community. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash community, you'll see some options there as far as what will best serve you and how you can be held accountable and find people like you, which I know is so hard to do in the world of entrepreneurship. But again, go to smartpassiveincome.com slash community and we'd love to see you there and, and have you a part of the community. So thank you so much. I appreciate you and until next time.
Cheers. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is David Grabowski. Our series producer is Paul Gregoris. And our executive producer is Matt Garland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers.